Tonight we're hanging with the boys. Yeah, we're going out. We're getting stupid and feeling proud. We're gonna make a lot of noise. Turn the music loud. Hands up for them real ones, them good girls, and them bill bugs. Hey everybody, welcome to the Bill Buds Podcast. I, of course, am one of your hosts, 50% of your hosts, I would say, JPC. With me, as always, my better 50%, Johnny O'Mara, JJO. Johnny, how's it going? Oh, well, partner, it's going great. Partner. Did you say partner, partner. with a D, or do you say partner with yeah. a T? Partner with a D. Yeah, I'd, I'd consider us partners, <laughs> especially for today. <laughs> Considering the yeah, subject well, matter what, that we have to discuss. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I... Yeehaw. <laughs> Y'all, come back now. Well, it's February. It's Black History <laughs> Month. So what did Johnny and I... D- this was originally supposed to come out in January. That's But true. we had to reshuffle a little bit. We reshuffled because we had a special guest, um, and we for good reason. Because if you listen to last, uh, well, the last main episode with Liz Anderson, which if you haven't, please go back and re-listen. We re- it was really important that we had to do Pink's Misunderstood on the podcast. Yeah, Crucially we had to get that important. one out <laughs> ASAP. Uh, so that we could, and it all leads here to what we're talking about today. But I guess Johnny, I'm I'm jumping the gun. I'm so excited to talk about Garth Brooks. What's going on? What's new in your life? Well, you know, I got—I actually have some good news. Um, I love good news. So my sister and her boyfriend both have coronavirus, oh, and God. that's not the good news. Um, Jesus Christ! They, <laughs> since they've been, you know, unable to do anything because they were—they sure. both had to go to work just because that's what they do. Yep. So they've been home. They started listening to this podcast. So hey, you that's know, cool. It's always great to have some new listeners. <laughs> wow, what a silver lining! Uh, yeah, I hope um, if you're out there and you have coronavirus as well, and you're listening to us because you have coronavirus and you can't go to work, welcome to the Bill Buds, and we hope you enjoy it. I'd say we're probably the number one podcast for people with coronavirus that I'm the, related to. <laughs> the last thing that I want is for people to associate <laughs> our podcast with <laughs> the physical feeling of having COVID nineteen. <laughs> Yeah, every time she listens uh, after this, she's just going to not be able to taste or smell anything. God. If I if, if I got COVID, I think I would want something terrible to happen to like Ted Cruz so that I could associate me Ooh. having COVID with like Ted Cruz getting like hit in the nuts with a baseball or something like that. That would that would That'd make me feel sick. feel good. I but Ted Cruz is the kind of guy that hits himself in the nuts with a baseball. You know, like he likes that shit. Oh yeah. I, w- I guess listen, Ted Cruz, you little perv. If you're gonna get pleasure from hitting yourself in the nuts with a baseball, I don't wanna see it. But if it's gonna be something that's gonna ruin your day, I would love to see it. Yeah, he I can't imagine something that he wouldn't like. You know what I mean? He's just such a mm-hmm. fucking little creep. He loves shitting in his own pants, and, you know, whatever. You know, he's into all of it. So can I tell you what's going on in um, in my life? Actually, some sure. really good news for me as well. Uh, I got my oil changed back in December. And when I went in there, the guy at the oil change was like, hey, 
nothing nothing immediate that doesn't like need your attention now, but you should probably look at getting your uh, brakes and your alignment done soon. He's like, de- definitely like in the next three months. And I was like, my car's my chaotic guy. evil. What's yours? <laughs> right now it's true neutral, but I'm looking at getting it swapped. Uh, it's going to worship Paylor, the god of, I don't know what Paylor is, the god of clerics. It doesn't matter. Anyway, we, we did that bit for as long as we could. Uh, he was like, brakes and alignment, probably going to need to do it. And I was like, my guy, I drive my car to the grocery store. That's and I drive my dog to camp. Like I put six miles on this car every week and that's it. Like it's none of this is a pressing concern. Like that's, there's no trips that I'm taking with this car. But then him being the clever salesman that he is sent me in the mail, a coupon for 15% off services a couple months later. And when I opened the coupon, usually I'm a very savvy shopper, but when I opened the coupon, I looked at it and I said, Oh, this is such a crazy coincidence. Because I need to get work done on my car. And then like a second went by and I was like, yeah, from this fucking, from the place that sent you the coupon, you dummy. Like you're in the system, of course. So I'm, I'm excited that I'm a moron. <laughs> that's something that's good for me. You know, we're getting new tires soon. I'm very excited for that. Uh, that's... Wait, are you going to go to Costco? I don't have a membership. No, you got to get a membership. I know. You got to get a well, I'm not, get new tires. You got to go to Costco. Here's the thing. I love Costco. Fucking love Costco. Sure. There's no point in going now. Sure, I would save money. That's not why I'm going to Costco. I'm going to Costco for the samples. I'm going to Costco for the hot dogs. I'm going to Costco for the pizza. I will say, Johnny, that there are some brands that I can only find. I mean, Kirkland, of course. But there are some like products that I can only find at Costco. So it, Costco to me is a necessity and like they sell these um, cans of cold brew that I love. Uh, and every time I go, I buy like four pallets of them because I'm like, I'm not coming back to Costco. I don't want to be here at Costco, but now what, I'm running what low. What brand of back. cold brew? The, it's Kirkland. It's Kirkland brand. Like cold oh shit. Brew, okay. Cold brew, like um, cans basically. Yeah. Canisters. I fucking are love you, Costco. Are you, are you going in or do they do drive up? I don't think they do drive up. They do some stuff delivery, but not all of the stuff that I want is delivery. And you have to go like to a certain amount. Um, but I, every time I've been to Costco during uh, the pandemic, which has been, you know, probably like once every couple months, I, I felt pretty good. Like I go at low traffic times. Um, it's a, it's like a huge store. Uh, now we're double masking it. Um, but it, 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 it's felt okay. I, I haven't seen many like, um, you know, maskless, not maskless, but like people wearing their masks wrong and shit at mm-hmm. Costco. I've, I felt pretty good about it. And so far, so good. All right. I, w- I went into, as, as you know, I went in to buy some salt. I went into a hardware store around the corner and um, we just don't go into stores like ever. So that was the first time I've been in a store in a very long time. And I was like, I don't love this. I will say that I, I've had to go to the Jewel uh, right next to my apartment. Or, or, yeah, right next to my apartment a couple times. It's it's like a block away. And when we just had to have, we were like out of something. I was like, oh, I have to just run into this Jewel. And I do see some people that go into that Jewel who are pretty sloppy about mask etiquette. And it does not make me, it makes me be like, okay, I'm not going to do this. I gonna. I don't like going into stores either. It's scary. It's scary yeah. because you don't know about what people have. Well, and to to be clear, the guy in the there was like no one in the hardware store. The dude was wearing an N95, like it was fine. But I was yeah, still yeah. like, it just I feels weird because it does. Yeah. The other the other day, this is maybe like a couple of weeks ago. 
I was taking spaghetti for a walk in the morning. We got like two blocks away. I sneezed and then I realized I'm not wearing a mask. Like <laughs> it's, I just left my apartment and I'm not wearing a mask. Um, but the the first maybe three months of the pandemic, I didn't wear a mask when I was like outside walking my dog because my dog, she, she, she jumps, she wants to like play. So she can't get anywhere near people anyway. So I'm, I'm giving up the road, like, you know, all summer long, I'm giving up the sidewalk to, to whoever. So I'm not like super worried because I'm, I'm like 18 feet away from people. But it just was such a weird sensation where I was like, oh, shit, like (laughs) I'm out here in the world, even though I'm not getting close to people. It just it does feel weird to like not have the mask and then also to have to know that people might see me and be like, what's that? Because that's what I do. Oh, yeah. Well, we I even wear mine if I'm just like running down to like my car or or like running down to get the mail, like when I'm in the common areas of our building Um, and it's they're only like six units in the building it's a small building um but i have nightmares sometimes where i'll like be somewhere and then realize i'm not wearing a mask and it'll be like i'm like inside around all these people and it um it don't feel great and i it's wild to think that there's a chance that someday i'll be inside maskless with people again it could be it could be I, I've only had one mask dream uh, in all of lockdown, and it's. If I'm only mentioning it because it's kind of germane to you, and by that, I mean it involves Florida. And the dream, Mariah and I both got new jobs in Florida, and we moved back down to Florida, and we were we were wearing masks, but we were walking to our new jobs in this like it was like an open air shopping mall, uh, which is you know something that you have in Florida, and there were it was packed with people and no one was wearing a mask and i was like the whole time we were there in this shopping mall i was like should we be should we be here like should we have moved to florida like this feels like the wrong move and then i woke up and i was like i never never will i move to florida i just saw a video today of a, a grocery store in florida i'm so sorry packed packed <sighs> no one wearing masks and it wasn't even like you know how like fucking idiots will go into like California grocery stores to like protest and not wear a mask and just be shitty. Yeah. It wasn't even that it was just everyone shopping normal, but just not wearing masks. Yeah. And and it's just to like pick up groceries and own the libs all at the same time. And it works and it, it, you're doing double duty. And uh, I hope the new strain, uh, goes away soon. (laughs) (sighs) Garth Brooks. So, (laughs) (laughs) Johnny, I think that were you the one? So okay, I, I we'll, we'll unpeel this onion a little bit because Johnny and I had this idea. I it was I think it may have started the inception of the idea from Johnny that we should do Garth Brooks on the podcast. Uh, someone that I I believe we are both unfamiliar with, or at least we don't we're not like Garth Brooks listeners. Yeah, I was certainly aware of him, but yes. and I I knew a couple songs. I think I only knew one song from this album, but like I've heard Garth Brooks exactly. We thought it would be a very funny idea if we did a Garth Brooks, Chris Gaines, and we did Garth Brooks on the main feed, Chris Gaines on the Patreon. It turns out, fucking impossible to find that Chris Gaines album. The, the Chris Gaines album is the Star Wars holiday special of music. It has been it has been stripped from the earth. Big disclaimer: we had to push Garth Brooks Garth Brooks back. Because I could not figure out how to fucking listen to Garth Brooks. Because Garth Brooks signed some exclusive deal years ago that his music would not be on Spotify. You could only find his complete catalog on Amazon Music. 
Well, do you, I've got I've got even more info. Please g- hit me with the more info. The reason that he is only on Amazon is because he originally um, created. It, it, he was like a founder or part owner or f- very heavily involved with um, his own streaming platform called, I believe. Ghost Tunes, yes. That sucks. Um, Is that true? That sucks. It's absolutely true. And then in, um, it was eventually just like bought by Amazon. So that's why his shit is only on Amazon. He was trying to do the title thing. Yeah. um, But for some fucking reason, it was called Ghost Tunes, which I I don't understand what that means. I don't either. Something that Johnny and I found out too while we were researching Garth Brooks as well He's like the most popular artist in America. He has more, he has the most diamond albums of any recording artist in history. He beat the Beatles by three albums. It's it's insane. How is he so popular if you can't access his fucking music? Every, I mean, everyone's just got the tapes. My theory is this. Everyone buys his CDs. The people that listen to him buy CDs. And... If you have Amazon Music, you are only using it to listen to Garth Brooks and nothing else, which is what Johnny and I are doing. I'm using someone else's Amazon. I had to borrow an Amazon account just so I could listen to this fucking album. Well, and I I bet he gets a ton of radio play. I mean, he I'm he must have an XM station. Oh, that of just course. plays Garth Brooks. He by the way, he has like nine Diamond albums, but he has like 27 albums. He's got a ton of albums. It's it, it it's fucking wild. I wanted to do this because like he's so popular and I, you know, obviously more popular than I even thought when we were talking about doing this, but it's like something yeah. that we're not familiar with. It would be fun to hear this whole other type of pop music that we don't really listen to. Come to find out we're the only people apparently that don't listen. Oh yeah, I mean it- I don't know. Maybe it's our generation. I just don't know. I just uh, if Garth Brooks was on Spotify, I feel like more people would listen to him. I I can't. I don't even want to go down this rabbit hole. I don't want to also encourage you not to tip my hands too much. I don't want to encourage you to go very far out of your way to find this album. You can find some of it, not all of it, on YouTube. So just like you know, maybe do some of that. Uh, uh, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. But I think it's safe to say, Johnny, that country music in general is not my jam. Now, I there's a there's a fair amount of country pop that I like, but country music, especially like Garth Brooks style country music, is just it's just not my my thing. This is yeah. This is like um, like country pop. I don't know because there's like country which or like like really old school country, which I would say is like like Johnny Cash and stuff like that, which is very cool and fun. Yeah. Um, well, well, this he, is very different than that. Here's my spectrum, because Garth Brooks must fall somewhere in the middle here, because I like Johnny Cash, and I like Casey Musgraves. That's what I was, I was going to ask. So so wherever Johnny, wherever Johnny, wherever Garth Brooks falls in the middle of that is the part that I don't like of country music. I feel like Garth Brooks falls... Much closer to Casey Musgraves. There's also, but it's totally different. We'll, we'll get to it when we talk about it, but there is a vo- there's a vocal effect that 
country musicians do when they're singing? It's like yodeling. It's like yodeling. Yeah, but sometimes it's – I don't even mind that part of it. There's another thing. I have clips of it, so we, we will hear Garth Brooks do it that I just don't like. It just does not sit well with me because I don't mind the yodeling thing either. <sighs> have you have you listened to Orville Peck at all? Um, No, I don't believe so. Oh, Orville Peck is like f- fucking good, good shit. He's, Again – not opposed to the genre. Um, not my favorite genre, but d- d- w- have nothing the, like, yeah. Garth Brooks also feels very like save a horse, ride a cowboy, like all of that kind of country yeah. where it's like, it's really, I don't Yeah, I guess like, like very commercial country pop. Well, the other thing that I realized when researching this, because I was like, in my mind, I'm like Garth Brooks, country singer, and he just like makes all this country music. Like, most of these songs he didn't write. Like, other people write all of these songs. He's just a singer. He's just a singer. And then I was like, does this guy have that good of a voice? Like, what what is it about him that is so... Like, if he's not writing this shit, what is it? What is it? He's able to bring the nation together to sing Amazing Grace. And, you know, not a whole lot of people can do that. (sighs) That's another strike against him. I'm sorry. Uh. Uh, We also did... Pick this album long before we knew he was going to be playing at the inauguration. And I emailed my congressperson to say, Mike, get this guy out of the inauguration. I'm doing a Bill Buds album. Um, and that we don't want to, we don't want Joe Biden to, <laughs> to catch our steam. He's catching our steam. Um, okay, well, we, we've talked about this album a, a lot. Do you want to just get into the nitty gritty? You want to start reviewing? Let's fucking get into it. The one good thing that I will say about this album is it's only 10 tracks and it's not very long. Uh, so, no, I, I, that's not, I will also say this. This album has uh, one song on it. Johnny, I kid you not, I hate this song. It's my favorite song in the world. I hate it. It's it's Eeny Meeny by Justin Bieber all over again because I could not stop with this song and I hated I hated everything about it and it I fucking love it so much and I can't wait to talk about it. I mean, I have a guess as to which one it is, but I'm excited to hear. I don't we've never received fan feedback that people enjoy when I make these like cryptic statements at the top, but it's something that I enjoy doing, so I'm going to keep doing it. Uh I, I was just going to say, I also, I have a list. I don't know if you know this. I have a list of your best worst songs. <laughs> right now, it's it's only Eeny Meeny, but I'm excited to add this song to the best worst list. This goes this goes on best worst, and it maybe even goes above Eeny Meeny. Um, That's wild. Usually, usually when it's best worst, it's, it's just worse. Like... Um, the fucking My Vietnam by Pink. Like, oh, that's worse, a- worse, 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 worse. Mm-hmm. This is best worse. This gets stuck in my head and I kind of like it. Um, okay, let's talk about this. This is track one, The Thunder Rolls. She's waiting by the window. This is verse three. She rushes out to hold him. Thankful he's alive. But all strange new perfume blows and the lightning flashes in her eyes and he knows that she knows thunder rolls and the thunder rolls the thunder rolls and the lightning strikes another love 
Okay, so at this point, listening to this song, I get it. I like Garth Brooks. He's good. It's fun music. <laughs> it kind it kind of kicks ass. Like it's, like... dude. I swear to God, I I like picked this album like as a joke. We uh-huh, kind of picked yeah. it as a joke. And when I heard this song, I was like, "Oh fuck! Do I like Garth Brooks?" I, this song is good. So I will say, good on Garth Brooks. He, he him and um, I think it's a, a, a constant collaborator of him, Pat Alger, I believe, wrote this song together. Um, I think this song kind of is good. It rocks. It's like it's a. I agree. It's a story. It tells a fun story. Here's something I I. There are a couple things now that we've heard one song. Yeah. That I want I want you to key into. First of all, I want you to take note of which songs he wrote and which songs he didn't. Because yes. to me, there's a very clear divide. Yes, I, I agree. I also want you to keep note of what his voice sounds like. Because I swear to God, every song sounds like it's sung by a different man. That that is one hundred percent true. And before you and I, before I got onto Amazon Music, I was going on YouTube to try to find the songs in this album, and it was so fucking hard to do because I could not tell what was Garth Brooks and what was someone just like doing a cover of Garth Brooks. And and I think part of it is because that country accent that they that they used to sing in the Thunder Rolls, everyone can do that. It it's oh yeah, you don't have to be a good singer to do that. And I think that. That's what sucks about country music so much is that like everyone can just do that voice and then you just sing the song. Yeah, it's it's um, and he, yeah, I don't know. Here's what this song has. Here's what this song has. It's got like like guitars going on <laughs> in it everywhere. Fucking fantastic. Um, it's it it's it's got fucking fake thunder and storm sound sound effects in it, which is awesome. It's so fun. Yeah. And it's got him just telling a story about a guy who was out cheating. And I'll be honest, a lot of the songs on this album are about a guy who's out cheating or a guy who wants to be out cheating. The, every, every song on this album is either I love my wife or I'm cheating on my wife. <laughs> yes, exactly. It truly is that. Um, this song, there is a fourth verse that he plays when he plays this song live. A secret verse. And it's almost impossible to find a recording of him singing this fourth verse. Gotta get on Ghost Town. Ghost Tours. <laughs> ghost Tours. <laughs> it's called Ghost Tours. Yeah, the fir- fourth verse is, uh, and you can find this if you just go on to like Genius. She runs back down the hallway and through the bedroom door, she reaches for the pistol kept in the dresser drawer, tells the lady in the mirror he won't do this again because tonight will be the last time she'll wonder where he's been. So the whole song is about... This, you know, a wife waiting for her husband to come home. She thinks he's caught in this storm. He was out cheating. Uh, and then at the end, she finds out she smells the perfume and she knows. And then at the very end of the song in the fourth verse, which they couldn't put on the album, she fucking smokes that fucking cheater. Uh, get that verse on this song. Why not? That rules. <laughs> you know what I was thinking when I was listening to this, Johnny? I want like a fifth verse describing how she does it too like because tonight will be the last time and you're like whoa that's you're putting that on there where she kills him and it's like she puts the gun in his mouth (laughs) (laughs) she ties him to a desk chair with his old with his bolo tie (laughs) 
I just want I want you to like be you're like okay that has to be it that's got, that's the most fucked up to brave <laughs> shit ever and then there's a sixth verse of like she drinks all his blood up <laughs> just like just thank God they have a basement <laughs> uh, but anyway I I. I know the beginning of this episode was me trashing on Garth Brooks and country music, but I like this song. This is a fun one. This will not be my opinion for the rest of the songs on this album, but this one is good. This is the fourth single that was released from this album. The fourth and of final. Of ten songs. Of ten songs. And I had never heard this one before. I don't, I don't think I was familiar with the Thunder Rolls. Me neither. I, I think there was only one song on this whole album that I had heard before. I think so as well. Yep. Um, okay, Johnny, let's talk about track two. This is a little song called New Way to Fly. New Way to Fly. Voice sounds immediately different. This is. You can't tell me this is the same fucking guy. Sounds different. Above the clouds and rain, the memories and pain, and the tears that they cry. So, I know it's weird to say of a song that is the second song of the album and sounds nothing like the first song of the album, but the thing I don't like about this song is it's too samey. Yeah. It sounds like a fair. country song I've heard a thousand times before, and it's mm-hmm. like, it's kind of boring. It's like, oh, old people are at a bar and they, you know, they don't know how to love, and that's the that's the song. Yeah. It's slow. And, and it's it's a little longer, and it's, it's samey with itself and yeah. with like the genre. So, I get that. I just kept wanting to pick up the pace a little bit on this song. Yeah, and there there are these big crescendos in it that are good, but then it's just like, and then we're just back down here. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love the way he says, like, goodbye and burned. Oh, I love that. Okay, yeah, that that's a little bit of the yodeling effect that I don't mind so much. That's not yeah. something that I mind. Um, oh, and before we get too far away from this, Johnny, I, I do want to say that this album... Uh, reached number one in the Billboard's Top Country Albums chart, also number three on the just the Billboard Top 200, and it stayed on that chart in the top 40 for 126 weeks. That's insane. It's his best-selling studio album uh, to date, and this is his second album. came out in 1990. Unreal. Absolutely unreal. Yeah, that's unbelievable. What a guy. Yeah, I, I don't know. New, new way to fly. Yeah, it's fine. It's whatever. I don't think if I if I have a limited number of skips, I don't think I'm going to use my skips up on this one. Um, but it, honestly, if I ha- if I was listening to this album a lot, this one would be a skip because it is kind of boring. I think. Yeah. Um. This is this is one that he is credited as writing. Yeah, him and another guy. He's, it's never just him. And wh- th- what that tells me is like some other person did a lion's share of the work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I could be wrong. He could be He could be a fucking genius. I don't know. 
This is another that we'll go to track three now. Now this is another one of his uh, singles from the album. This is, I had never heard this, but yeah, I'd never heard this either. Um, this is second or third single. This is two of a kind working on a full house. This is a third guy, as far as I'm concerned. Yep. That. What is that that he's doing with his voice then? I don't get that. What I, what I wrote down here in my notes, Johnny, was I really don't care for this man's voice. And I don't care to hear him do that thing Mm-mm. again it's like a kermit he like goes into kermit yeah and, like and a I, gravelly kermit yeah it's a, a smoker's kermit <laughs> it's a smoker's kermit that i and i don't get why i just it, it feels like it's like oh yeah he's getting into it but i don't like the i don't like the place that he's getting to when he's getting mm. into it i would like it much more if just kept singing just the same as he was just sing that way yeah I, that was fine it feels like that's like the the country version of like a Christina Aguilera belt. Yeah. Except it's not impressive or good. It's just yeah. like, well, this is what we do when we're really going for it. Yeah, you're not like vocally doing anything like interesting or hitting notes that are cool. Yeah, it's yeah, you're just like and you're like fucking your voice up for a second. Yeah. Um, this was the first one that he did not write on this album and it's a cover of a song that had come out like three years earlier. Really? Yeah. Which is really weird. It was, it was recorded by, um, Dennis Robbins. I don't know who that is. Um, but yeah, it came out in 87 and then three years later, Garth Brooks made it extremely popular, I guess. But yeah, I don't care for this one. This, this, it's just it's just weird. It's a weird w- w- song about wanting to start a family. Yeah, I mean I get it. I get it's it's like it's supposed to be funny, but this is I don't know, this is only funny if I, you've never heard a joke before? Yeah, cuz I'm spoiled cuz I'm a comedian and I spent decades of my life among some of the funniest people that I've ever known. And just absorbing very funny things in my life. And then I would go to work and I would go to work at a corporate job and I would find someone at work who thought that they were like funny. And they were work funny. And this is work funny. This is not like, this is not like, there's no depth yeah. to this humor. Her favorite dress is her faded blue jeans. Ha ha ha. You know? This is, this is what's on like, um, these are jokes that are on like coffee mugs. <laughs> yeah. It's kitschy humor. Yeah, yeah. Like my my other car is a fishing rod or like mm-hmm, whatever. Mhm. Mhm. Exactly. It's something very strange is my grandfather um was like born and raised in New York, lived in New York his whole fucking life. And then he, he when I was a kid, he like kind of moved back and forth between New York and Florida for a while. Uh-huh. Um but somehow even while he was in New York, he got really into like Southern stuff. 
So he just would like listen to country music. He like lived on Long Island and would listen to country music all the time and was like really in a NASCAR. So that's what like this song in this album, but this song in particular really like makes me think of is like being in his like 1992 Thunderbird like driving <laughs> around. Yeah, I don't know. I mean like it it yeah. It feels like this this song just feels like manufactured in a way that it's like, you know, it's like there are no real cowboys anymore. And it's like, yeah, because of this, like this is just people who are like playing at culture. I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, this Garth Brooks isn't a fucking cowboy. No, he's a singer. He's a millionaire. You know, he's like, <laughs> that's yeah. the weird, that's the weird part. But also it's just like, yeah, uh. Yeah, this one, this one's. Not, when he says not, we really fit together, if you know what I'm talking about, it's like, yeah, mother. Everybody knows what you're fucking talking about. You're talking about having sex. You're building a full. House. Yes, we get it. It just sucks. It fucking sucks that to start this great family, his wife has to die, her brother has to move in, his friend from college has to move <laughs> in, and help raise these three fucking kids. It's it's sad because he. You can tell that he loves her so much. You know what's funny about this is it's like this whole song is supposed to be fun, but I wasn't having any fun doing it. It reminds me of like being invited to like a party, be like, oh, you're going to go to this party this weekend? And I'm like, no, because I know that I won't like the people that are there and I won't I won't have a good time doing it. it, it I, I will say this. This is me who does not drink. It's like the last thing that I ever wanted to do in Chicago was like, hey, yeah, after your improv show, come to this party where everyone will already be drunk. It's like, it'll be like one in the morning and you'll hang out. And it's like, no, no fucking way. And that's what this feels like. It feels like someone else's idea of fun. But when it's, when I am subjected to it, I'm not having a good time. Yes. Yes. This is, this is the funny guy in the office showing you a YouTube video. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And it's not one of the secret funny YouTube videos that me and my funny friends mm-hmm. pass around, like keyboard. Yeah, we've like got that. we've got the good videos. <laughs> this is this is not a Vine compilation. These these are not vines that will cure your depression. What I was saying that I have very funny friends. What I meant is that we know the good YouTube videos, and that's <laughs> that's our copy. We they're all private. Around. You gotta have the. You can't search for them and find them. You've gotta have the links. Sure. Anybody can watch The Office, but we know all the good clips. We know all the funniest <laughs> clips, and we send those around. We've got private links of all the bloopers. <laughs> all right, Johnny, let's talk about uh, track four. This is Victim of the Game. You were standing way too close to see it all apart. And there were things you couldn't hear. Again, sounds like a different man. Because you were listening with It's your unreal. You can't say I didn't want you there's no one else to blame There's no one quite as blind As a victim of the game I do love that steel guitar in yeah. country music It don't matter who you are It treats everyone the same A victim of the game. I'll be honest, I kind of like Victim of the Game. Same, and you know why? Because Garth Brooks wrote it. Yeah. 
It, it, I, I wrote, it's not bad. It's like a, it's a song about falling in love and like how kind of it sucks. Right. And like, and, and I, I, I like the metaphor, you know, being a victim of the game. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's not original. It's not new. It's, but no. it's, it's a good take on it. And I, I love how it, like he kind of, uh, in the chorus, like does it don't matter who, who you are. You like, are. I love how that gets like powerful. Like that, yeah. that yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it, this one's fun. Um, it, I thought it would, there was, it was fun. Like at the end, it felt like kind of a reveal where he was like staring in the mirror at a victim of the game. It was like, ah, it was you all along. Well, it's, it's, it's a couple other people, right? Like he, I, I, in my, in my mind, he's like describing, um, multiple, uh, like other people being victims of the game. But guess what? We're all victims of the game. That's the twist at the end of it, where it's like, if you, if you fall in love, you are already fucked. Where if you 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 lo- you lost the game, you know, just like uh, the internet. Yeah, this you man wins the internet today. Yeah, this was. I'll take it. I'll take, I'll take it, it, Mr. Brooks. I'll take it. So th- this is what I'm in the mood for. I will. I came to this album not expecting anything, liking what I caught in the thunder rolls. Not really caring for a new way to fly. Two of a kind working on a full house. I, I get it, but it's like, yeah, it's it's nothing for it's not for me. Victim of the game. I'm getting into. I, I yeah. kind of like that. And now, Johnny, this brings us to track five, which is I gotta say, this is the the number one single from the album, right? This is the I one mean, that this you is, knew. This is the one that I knew. It's also four minutes twenty seconds long. Nice. Um. <laughs> Now, the, the thing I'll say about this song, because, well, actually, you know what? Let's listen to Friends in Low Places, and then we'll talk about it. Well, we get the point of friends in low places. Johnny, what are your thoughts? This song fucking sucks. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. Here's the thing. I don't mind him saying, I got friends in low places. Um, But the part that loses me is, is the way he says it, the way he sings it. Because I get it low places you want to sing low on that and and make it sound but he goes like low like it's it, it he makes a noise that is awful to my ears to hear the things that he does in this song with his voice sound it sounds like a joke it sounds like he's like goofing around i think he is i think this is a goof around song it's just not my kind of goof around it's like no. it's like watching a puppet show we've got the we we know the secret good goof arounds and this is not one of them this is just a bunch of people all agreeing that this is a good goof around. And they're just like mm. tricking themselves into being like, yes, yes, we like this goof around. But I, I, I think I think I would like this song more if he just like sang it straight. I don't need to hear yeah. the goofy vocal stuff. I be sing it straight, get rid of the sing along. Because yes, please get rid of the sing along. 
just fucking no. Um, yeah, I could I could see that being a good song. Yeah, the the uh, the thing that you never will find in music is be like, what do we need? What do we need to make this song better? What if we have a bunch of drunks shouting it too? No, that'll mm-hmm. work. Yeah, it's it's like a it's like a laugh track for this song yes. because it's like telling drunk people this is what you do now is you sing this song. <sighs> but he, he, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't know that I necessarily hate the song. I just don't like the way that it's performed. I there's a world where I could hear a version of Friends in Low Places that I was like, yeah, I, I like this. Sure, you, I would love to to see Scottoo Network do a cover of this. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, man, and you know, you know why this song is so bad because it's not written by Garth Brooks. This is funny because, and I want to read this because this is from what Garth Brooks said in an interview. Friends in Low Places was the last demo session I ever did as a singer. The demo was for Bud Lee and Dwayne Blackwell. Those are the people that wrote this song. I sang the session out in Hendersonville, and for the next two weeks, the chorus of the song kept running through my head. I knew it would be a year and a half before the release of No Fences, because Garth Brooks, his first album, was just getting ready to be released. I asked Bud Lee and Dwayne if I could hold on to it, and without the blink of an eye, they both said yes. Putting that kind of faith into an unknown artist is unheard of. Thanks, Dwayne and Bud, for believing in me. I'm like, what happened? You were like, this song is so good, I gotta have it. Can it wait a year and a half? And these guys were like, yeah, we trust you, Garth Brooks. We trust you to do our song justice. I mean, it worked, right? The song's huge. It was everywhere. And, you know, it it it, it kind of made a, a big hit and made this album sell really well. So whatever. But God, it's not very good. No. But the shitty, the fucking shitty thing is this song gets stuck in your in your fucking craw. It was in his craw for two weeks and he had to have it. And then Bud it's, and Dwayne gave it to him. Two two or three days ago, before I had... I, so I listened to this a few weeks ago to prep. We wound up having to change things around. So I didn't revisit it again until today. But two or three days ago, this was just stuck in my head. And I hadn't listened to it in a, a month almost. Johnny, I will say this. This song was not stuck in my head. There was another song on this album. That's incredible because I was assuming it was this one. It was not this one. There's another song on this album that dig dug into my brain like a fucking bullet, blew up my brain, exited out the back of my head. This is way too graphic. I shouldn't say this, but this is it, the fourth verse of your story. It's the fourth verse of my story. <laughs> There's a song that destroyed me and I hate it and I love it so much and it is not this song and we haven't gotten to it yet. But Friends in Low Places, just I was like, I've heard that before. I think I was, I don't even know if I've ever heard this song before, but I was familiar with the idea of this song. And that's all I needed. I just need the idea sure. of this song. And then everything else can go away. Let's talk about track six. Let's talk about Wild Horses. Now, I was excited when I saw this. Were you excited when mm-hmm. you saw this? Because I thought this yeah. was going to be a cover. Yeah. Nope. It turns out there are a lot of songs called Wild Horses that are not. The song Wild Horses that you, know you think. That sucks because, it, in my opinion, there's probably only one good song called Wild Horses, mm-hmm. and it's a pretty good song. So let's listen to Garth Brooks' Wild Horses. And her down. Wild horses keep dragging me away. Hate his voice. Hate it. <laughs> I'll lose more than I'm gonna win some. 
hate what he chooses to do with this voice. Wild yeah. horse is just a wild, and her heart is all I've Wild horses keep dragging me away. So sometimes I mention it, sometimes I forget to mention it, but I always do try to track what is the horniest song on an album. <laughs> and it's got to be this song about a man who wants to fuck a horse. <laughs> this is my pick for horniest song on the album. <laughs> this song is about a guy who's like, I don't know, married, he has a girlfriend, and she's like, stop riding in the rodeo. And he's like, okay, I will. And she's like, are you at a rodeo right now? He's like, yeah, I am. I am at a rodeo right now. And she's like, why are you at a rodeo? And he's like, I'm fuck, I, like, I like to fuck the horses. I like to fuck the horses there. And she's like, I am leaving you. We're, I, we're done. And he's like, that's fair. That is fair. I'm gonna. I like to fuck the horses at the rodeo. And that's, and they keep pulling me back in. This is a, that. That's what this song is about. Yeah, it's 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 fucking wild. It's it's all. I don't understand this. There's like, I mean, even if not written by Garth Brooks, by the way, not no, written by Garth. No, Brooks. it wasn't. And and you can tell. There are so many like really specific details in it that make it feel like a lie. Yeah, yes, you know, or yes, like it's yes. not like it's not Garth Brooks. Like from a phone booth in Cheyenne, I made a promise to Diane. That is, that's too much specific. Her number was five three two. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Well, the, the, and I guess that that's kind of like a country music thing where it's like, because I know Johnny Cash does that as well, where you're just telling tales about someone else's life, and that is that does feel like country music to me. But there's for some reason when Garth Brooks does it, I don't like it. It just doesn't. It does not sit well with me. So in famous improv book, Truth and Comedy, Sharna Halpern and Del Close Mm -hmm. mentioned to be specific in improv, and that makes it good. And the example that they use is: don't say "pass the ketchup," say "pass the Heinz." Heinz. And no one talks like that. (laughs) <laughs> and I think that's bad advice. And that's what this song is. Yeah, this, this song, song is, is like advice. these specifics are going to make this good. And it turns out it makes you sound like an insane person. The way I love the rodeo, I guess I should let her go before I hurt her more than she loves me. This song sucks. Like this is some of his other songs are about just men cheating on their wives. This one is like cheating on your wife with like going to work. That sucks. It it does. If if Mariah was like, hey, stop doing Bill Buds. I'm sick of you doing Bill Buds. I mean, yeah, I would find another Mariah. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm know, a horse to you. I, you're my, well, in more ways than one. I, it's just, it, it is, it is this thing that's like, the other thing is, he, he made a promise to her that he would stop. <laughs> Don't make the promise if you have no intention of stopping. You know, if if you're with someone and they're like, I really want you to stop doing this, that is, that's like a pivotal point in your relationship where you have to make a decision, not whether or not you're going to keep lying to them. That's the mm-hmm. wrong, that's not the pivotal point. It's Or get it, better at lying. Or get made way better at lying. Stop coming home <laughs> smelling like a horse. Take a shower, rodeo boy. Wild horses <sighs> keep dragging me away. Now, I will say, Johnny, 
I kind of like the chorus of this song. The chorus Why is extremely catchy it and it sucks. Dragging me away. I like the chorus. The chorus is fun. I, I don't care for what the song is about, but the chorus is fun. It's a fun song to hear. Now is... Why so this song says wild horses keep dragging me away the the Rolling Stones version of the song which I assume is the version, one that you yeah. yes yes or yes, yeah yes. whatever the Stones um, yeah <laughs> that's a uh, wild horses couldn't drag me away is this like a reference to that or yes. do wild horses only drag things no it that it's it is you cannot have a song called wild horses. <laughs> Unless it came out before the Rolling Stones song, that is not a direct reference to that. I'm sorry. It's a, it's a fucking hugely famous song, and you can't do it. So, yes, it's a reference. I, it must be, and I don't... Uh, I want to talk about this next track, Johnny. I want to talk about track seven. I want to talk about Unanswered Prayers. Let's do it. Sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. And just because he doesn't answer Doesn't mean he don't care Cause some of God's greatest gifts Tell us, Garth Are unanswered <laughs> prayer Whatever you're doing right now you're listening to this podcast. I'm assuming you're washing dishes. You're at the gym. You're, you know, um, you're don't at the grocery go to the store. Gym. Well, you could have a good, you, you could be at your home gym. I, I work out and I listen to podcasts. You're at the grocery store. If you're, uh, if you're Liz Anderson, stop what you're doing. Just go listen to this song in its entirety. This is one of the best songs that I've ever heard in my entire life. It's one of the worst songs that I've ever heard in my entire life. Some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. Dude, this was easily my favorite song on the album. Easily. Easily my favorite song. It's so fucking good. It's so good. It's one of the worst songs I've ever heard, but it is so fucking good. And it gets stuck in my head so much. Like, sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. I don't even believe in God. That was the thing. I was like, when I first heard the song, when I saw the title, I was like, this sucks. Like, this this whole album has been vaguely religious the yeah, whole time. Yeah, yeah, yep. This song is explicitly religious, and God damn it if it doesn't rule. Here's what this song is about. Garth Brooks is at a hometown football game with his wife. Who does he run into? His old high school flame. What happens? He gets all horny. Not horse horny, but pretty horny. <laughs> he starts thinking about all the times they used to have, and he thinks to himself... This old high school flame, she's the one. She's the one that got away. I'm here with my dump truck bag of a wife. Who cares about her? <laughs> this song, by the way, is for his wife. And this is how he's describing her at the beginning of the song. And then he starts thinking about this woman, and he thinks, you know what? I spent every night praying that God would make this woman mine, but he didn't grant my wish. And now I look at my wife, and I think, you know what? Not bad. Pretty good. Still okay. Thank God. Thank God God did not answer my prayers back then. Thank God for unanswered prayers. Your wife's still pretty okay. She's not that hot to trot little young thing that you liked back in high school who you always wanted, but you got your wife and that ain't so And she's certainly not a horse. And she's certainly no horse. But she'll do. 
that's what this song is about. And it's written as if he's like, as, as if it's a gift to his wife to be like, don't I love you? Think happiness isn't getting what you want. It's wanting what you got. That's what he said about this. Now, I was insane with this song because of how fucked up that message is <laughs> and how fucked up this song is. And then I realized as I was looking into Garth Brooks, this song, the wife he's referencing in this song, he divorced 10 years later. Oh, he married, beautiful. He married Trisha Yearwood. He remarried some other lady. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. I could have told you 10 years ago you didn't love your wife, you motherfucker. Instead, you were like talking about like <laughs> some other lady that you were pining over. Like, fuck off. It's also very fun because like, I get the idea that, like, hey, God knows better. Yeah. Um, you know, whatever. But if you're going to pray for stuff and he's just going to kind of do whatever the fuck he wants anyway, what's the point of praying for anything? You know, like, what's the, what's the fucking point if he's just going to do whatever? Johnny, remember when you're talking to the man upstairs, just because he may not answer, which he won't answer. Well, to sure. Be, to be clear with everyone, he won't. Doesn't mean he doesn't care. I don't know. It, hey, all all it really means is that you got to give up control because God is. You're on this mission and God is guiding you. So do you, so you go and fuck this other lady. You go and fuck a horse. You tell your wife you're at the rodeo. <laughs> you fuck somebody covered in perfume. You come home and she kills you. That's God's plan. That's God's plan. Okay. I. You are not at fault. I agree completely. All I'm saying is, why bother? Why waste your time praying if God's if God's in control? He's handling it. He's gonna let you fuck that horse. It's it's like insurance. Even if you never use it, you still need to pay for it, right? Mm, that like, makes sense. Yeah, I, you know, it's hey, I get you. I hear you, man. I hear you. I'm on the next plane to Cheyenne. I'm on the next plane to Cheyenne. But I gotta pray about it. If you could fuck one person from your past, who would it be? A uh, horse. Well, any one person or horse? Oh, horse. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> um, this this song I will say does kind of have the same um premise as uh, what's that Beatles song? Oh, like, I don't know. There, there's a there's a line in a Beatles song. Um. It really doesn't matter if I'm wrong, I'm right where I belong. Or if it doesn't matter if I'm wrong, I'm right where I belong, I'm right where I belong. Yeah. Where it's like, well, it doesn't matter if God's not answering your prayers, if you're fucking up, if you're fucking a horse, if you're murdering your husband. That's where you're supposed to be, baby. <laughs> um, the I, I do want to read this a small clip from an interview that Garth Brooks gave about this song. He said, Man, Unanswered Prayers was a big part of my heart that went out on that record. A true life thing that happened to Sandy and myself. In October 89, I saw my old high school flame. And I can say this now, at the time I couldn't. For the first two years of my married life, I really thought the girl that was for me was still that girl that was in high school. And now, man, just the realization that what you have is best for you and the best you could ever do in your lifetime, it sure makes you sleep well at night. Hey, man, fuck you. I invite you to go fuck yourself. The uh, The... Hearing him fucking talk about going to a high school football game or whatever with his wife bums me out so hard. And so I was in band in high school. Sure. And my the town that I lived in 
had like this high school was super old and um like basically everyone who lived in the town some kids that i went to school with were like third generation graduates from this high school like oh boy so it was like a thing for people in in the town like the thing that people did was go to the high school football games yeah that's yeah and that's that's a drag that's a drag yeah. And it's not our kind of fun, but it's somebody's kind of fun. And apparently they were all running into their cuz cuz everyone just stayed in town. They're all running into their high school exes thinking, "Oh yeah. Oh, I wish it was you. I wish I, could I wish that it was you." <laughs> all right. Speaking of that uh terribly depressing uh, chapter of your real life. Let's talk about Trackgate. Same old story. It's one hard holding on One letting go While they ride Lord, he tells her and that's about as much of this as I can take. So, same old story. Again, following the themes of wanting to cheat on your partner, just cheating on your partner. That's what this song is about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've heard this song on the album before. We, it's like the whole album is about cheating. And uh, this one feels like, it feels like New Way to Fly to me. It feels like it's like... It's same old story. Yeah, I heard New Way to Fly. It's boring to me. At least New Way to Fly is a little more musically dynamic. This is a this is a f- fucking country lullaby. Yeah. And it's a song for cowards and by cowards. It's just it's just mm-hmm. people people making that decision to uh to cheat. Garth Brooks is such a coward he didn't even write this song. <laughs> same old story. Uh, well, okay. I mean, I, I, I truly don't want to give same old story anymore, uh, Creedence. So no. why don't we just move on to another song that Garth Brooks did not write? This is a cover of a song by the Fleetwoods. And I was like, the Fleetwoods is not Fleetwood Mac. So don't worry about that. You can Google that for a while and it's not, it's not the same band. It's like an old country band. Um, this is a cover of Mr. Blue by the Fleetwoods. I'm Mr. Blue. Sounds like a different band. When you say you're sorry, then turn around, headed for the lights of town, hurting me through and through. Call me Mr. Blue. I sleep alone each night, wait by the phone each night. If you don't call, and I I'm riding red to turn it upside down I'm painting it too But I'm painting it blue (laughs) 
this one, I mean, it is like an old timey country song, but it also like feels like an old timey country yeah. song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like kind of upbeat and fun. Um, I don't know what it is about this song, but to me, this this felt like it just felt like a Christmas song. It felt like a a country Christmas song, and I don't know why. Oh yeah. I get I kind of get that. I think it's kind of the cadence of his voice, the way he's singing it a little bit. It has like a country yeah. Christmas. Um Mr. Blue. Maybe it's or maybe just, like the high guitars there too. I don't yeah. know. Or maybe because it's like kind of a older style song in most Christmas music. Like yeah. all the kind of standards are like older. I don't know. I don't know, Johnny. This seems more like a thing for like therapy for you than it is for like the build buds, but sure. Sure. I invite you to explore this on your own time. Uh, well, I mean, what did you think of Mr. Blue? I, it wasn't my least favorite song on the album, but again, it's like it's, there's a 10 track album with like a cover, another cover on it. I, I feel like this is the best song on the album that he didn't have any hand in. Writing. That's a really good way to put that. Yes. That's, that's the best I could give it. It's fine. This is like, a, it's, it's kind of fun. It's upbeat. Um, I don't care. Yeah, and and I don't mind. Like I said, I don't mind listening to, like the old country songs, like that that type of country. I don't mind listening to. It's just maybe at this point, I'm just so done with Garth Brooks that it's like his voice is like it's it's growing on me. I guess we got to just talk about it, Johnny. We're at the end of the album, so let's talk about the last track. This is a track called Wolves. I've been all night driving heifers. Closer in the lower ground Then I spent the morning thinking About the ones the wolves pulled out Charlie Barton and his family Stopped today to say Past the Heinz <laughs> said the bank was taking over The last few years were just too dry And I promised that I'd visit Alright, well When they found a place in town That's Wolves I'm going on a tangent here, uh, Johnny, because I don't want to talk about this song. But do you remember when, speaking of ghost tunes, which was Garth Brooks' music service that went under or whatever, do you remember, you remember Tidal, of course. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you remember when Kanye West put out an album on Tidal, it was like five years ago, or six years, The Life of Pablo, I think it was? Uh Uh-huh. There was a song on that album called Wolves, I believe. Hold on, let let me look it up. Didn't he also release like a patched version of that album? Yes. Just yes. like Cats? He, <laughs> yes, he did. That album had a song called Wolves on it. And I remember vividly because that album came out and like Wolves kind of sucked. And like Kanye, it was back when like before Kanye was like fully on his shit that he's on now, but he was still kind of like just being like out too much on the internet and just tweeting a ton. And he had one tweet that has stuck with me forever and the tweet just said i'm gonna fix wolves and 
out of context, it's just such a funny thing to tweet. Like Kanye West, the the artist Kanye West, evolutionary wolves have become this thing. I'm going to fix them. Kanye West is going to have the solution to wolves. But I I, I couldn't help but thinking as as I was listening to this to Wolves by Garth Brooks, I was like, hey, if Kanye is fixing wolves, why stop at his? Why yeah. stop at his? Fix Come all on. wolves. Fix all wolves. Fix all wolves, Kanye. Uh, I don't know. This is. I get this one. Like, yeah, same. It, this was another one that was like too specific, and it and it felt like this. A couple songs on this album really had me thinking. Like, what makes a song a Christian song? Because I could I could see this song being on Christian radio. Sure. Yeah. It's got a Christian cadence to it. It does. And he says, got- "Lord, he says, Lord, please shine a light of hope on all those who fall behind." And when well, we stumble in the snow, could you help us in this time? Aren't wolves... I don't know. I think of, like, Jesus as a shepherd, and people are sheep, and wolves are, you know, trying to eat the sheep or whatever. It feels... It all feels very biblical for some reason. It, it is. And it's, and it's like... The first verse is, like, he's thinking about the heifers that the wolves killed. And then he's thinking about his friend who lost his house. The wolves have torn him down. Mm. Um... So it, it's it's all, you know, it's me- these metaphorical wolves. And I feel like at least the Catholicism that I grew up in was huge on metaphorical wolves. Yeah. Always wolves at the gate being there to like drugs, sex, alcohol, wolves. It's all the same stuff, you know? And heifers were a metaphor for your wife. Yeah. And you'd pull, dread like, coming home to. Pulling one down was fucking a horse in Cheyenne. <laughs> We all know this. This is all, it's all, yeah. I mean, it's all right there in the Bible. Read the Bible. That's all I'm saying. Read the Bible. Uh, God damn it. Anyway, that's Wolves, and that's the album. So, Johnny, what are your final thoughts? We got, we got to sum this up, and we have to know here's, if it's going to, if it's going to make either one of our top 100 lists. Here's the fucking thing about this album. Genuinely, every song that Garth Brooks has a hand in writing, I enjoyed. I genuinely enjoyed them. I did too. Every song that he doesn't have a hand in writing sucks shit. And that's one, two, three, four. He wrote he wrote four on the album. It's a 10-track album. Honestly, if if it were six four, Garth Brooks writing them, I might have put it on my top 100, genuinely. Oh, okay. It would have been, it would have been real high, sure, real yeah. high. But I mean, the thunder the thunder rolls fucks. That's a good song. Uh, it's a fun song. Unanswered prayers is a great song. Like, yeah, unfortunately, it is. It and and the thing is, it's not music that I would necessarily go out of my way to listen to. But this, he's good at what he does. Yes, I when agree. he does it. But because there were so many stinkers. I just can't. I just can't. Yeah, I mean, I, I will, I'll say this. This wouldn't get a fucking mile for my top 100. This wouldn't make the top 250 for me. And that's, I don't even think I could, you give me a week I couldn't come up with 250 albums that I enjoy. This one wouldn't go on there. Because I can't, I just could not listen to this album again. It's got too many skips for me. But I agree with you in that I think some of his music is very good. I also don't think, I mean, there's country music that I like. And it's good that I'm experiencing other country music to try to figure out where my tastes lie with this country music. But it's 
for all I know, with this being his most uh, commercially successful album, maybe it's not Garth Brooks. I would like to say that um, I, I skipped this part, but I did write this down specifically to say that Brooks remarried um, Trisha Yearwood in December 10th, 2005. Trisha Yearwood, also a singer. Uh, Trisha Yearwood sings that song, How Do I Live Without oh, You? Wow. Uh, from the movie Con Air. That's how I know it. Uh, also, I think Faith Hill also did a version of that song. They both. Oh, I've. Are there only like six fucking country songs and they're yes. all just trading them back and forth? Exactly. It, that's 100% true. But I wanted to say this. Yearwood has included various recipes. This is from Wikipedia. Various recipes created or inspired by Brooks in her published works, including Garth's Breakfast Bowl, a breakfast dish, including cheese. And garlic tortellini. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I need. I okay. We. You can't. I gotta see this recipe. I don't know. I don't. I don't have Trisha Yearwood's book. This was just a citation on Wikipedia. Hey, don't worry. I found it. I found it on foodnetwork.com. The Garth Bowl. Okay. Um, so I'll just go down the list Please. of ingredients. <laughs> Holy shit. This is a breakfast bowl. <laughs> Two tablespoons butter. Sure. Of course. Totally. Of course. I'm totally having breakfast. Um, okay. This is, this is for four servings, so don't be alarmed when you hear this number. Eight large eggs. It's for four servings. Oh, so that's two eggs a person. Yeah, that's Calm right. down. That's, that's standard. One 16-ounce bag frozen hash browns, such as tater tots. Thawed. Don't be ridiculous and think that we're snacking on frozen tots. No, come on. Grow up. One pound pork sausage. Okay, yeah. One pound bacon. Okay, there's a lot of meat. We're going to a lot of meat on this one. One nine ounce package <laughs> cheese and roasted garlic tort- tortellini. <laughs> Why is that in there? Why is that in there? <laughs> up until up until that point, I'm like, this is fine. It's just a this breakfast is, bowl. This is human breakfast food. Um, mix it for garlic. And, and then we'll just we'll just balance everything out at the end uh, with ten ounces of sharp grated cheddar. Sometimes. I thank God for unanswered prayers. Um, and it's only four steps. Heat the butter and scramble the eggs okay. in a separate skillet. Cook the hash browns according to package directions. Sure. In, seems- a, third, in a third skillet. <laughs> so you, you yeah, need three, three pans. Skillet. Three pans going. This is hardly a recipe. <laughs> Break up the sausage with a wooden spoon and cook it till brown. Remove uh. the slotted spoon and transfer to a bowl. Cook the bacon in the same skillet until crispy. Drain on paper towels. Tear into pieces. Set aside. I would Cook put my. Tor- I would put. I would put the Garth bowl on my top one hundred breakfast foods. I'll never fucking try. <laughs> here's the. Here's the last step. This is how you finish it off. Cook the tortellini according to the package directions. Layer a bowl with hash browns, sausage, bacon, tortellini, eggs, and cheese, and serve. If your this recipe is dog food. has cook according to package directions more than twice, it's not a recipe anymore. Mm-mm. It's Mm-mm. just a food combination. It's not a recipe. 
I got, so we have T-Mobile as our cell phone provider and every Tuesday they just give you free shit. Free shit. And one of the things was like, subscribe to a magazine for free for a year. And I was like, okay, sure. I cook a lot. I love cooking. It's one of my favorite things to do. I saw, okay, Food Network magazine. I'll get Food Network magazine for free. Why not? Cool. It is the worst fucking magazine. It's, they're not recipes. It's nothing. One of yeah. the recipes, it was, there was a recipe for pizza. The recipe was, oh. hey, um, why don't you go to your, <laughs> why don't you go to your local pizzeria and see if they'll give you some dough? <laughs> that was what they told you to do to get dough for your pizza. So the recipe oh. was, there was no recipe because to <laughs> me, the dough. recipe part of a pizza is, is the dough. dough. Because we all know what the fuck goes on top of pizza. It's pizza. <laughs> I, I could not believe this fucking magazine. And so, that magazine is a vehicle for ads. Truly. Truly. So thanks for nothing, Trisha Yearwood. Truly this thanks is human, for nothing. This is human dog food. <laughs> I, I can't believe you feed this to any human, let alone someone that you legally love. Let alone a millionaire. You would feed that to a millionaire? <laughs> what are you doing? That's like feeding the dog a big handful of chocolate. You're gonna kill Garth Brooks, and then no one gets him. <laughs> Is that your plan, Trisha Yearwood? This does not go on my top 100 albums. I wish it the best. I wish it the best of luck, Garth Brooks. I will. Be, <laughs> I will be deleting Amazon Music from my phone. I hope that I never need this app again. Release Chris Gaines, you coward. Yeah, and g- give us Chris Gaines. We we demand to do Chris Gaines on the Bill Buds, but we will not do it until the people can listen to it too because we could go fight, like buy a cu- we could find the CD on eBay or whatever, but we want the people to be able to hear Chris Gaines. Release Chris Gaines and that is and we have no demands, but please do it. And we would also I I do have one demand. My demand is we are very 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 close uh, to hitting our next stretch goal on the Patreon. So, if you're listening to this, go throw us a buck. Go to the patreon.com/billbudspod. Give us a buck. Join the Discord. Listen to some of our fucking uh, 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 Patreon episodes. They're they're honestly some very very fun episodes in the Patreon. And then we can all do a movie watch party. Isn't that Yeah, fun? when we when we get to 250 uh, patrons, we we the stretch goal is to be able to do a movie watch and so that JBC and I can afford to make Garth Bowls. Um, so we'll snack on our Garth Bowls while we watch a movie, and it'll be a great time. Because with what we make right now, I can afford some of the ingredients, but they all spoil by the next month <laughs> when I need to take some more money out of the Patreon to make my Garth Bowl. And I need to, I need to try it. Just once I'm going to have tortellini for breakfast, let me live my dreams. <laughs> If if we get if we ever get Jenny if we ever get to 500 patrons, we will make Garth bowls. I'll make a vegetarian <laughs> version. I can do it. We will make Garth bowls and we will eat them live on stream. People will be able to see us eat Garth bowls. 500 Here's patrons. Thing, I make that commitment. I feel like I could make a a good Garth bowl that probably wouldn't give you diarrhea. I wouldn't be using packaged anything. It has it has the idea of something that could be approaching food. Johnny, I'll tell you this. I am not interested in eating a Garth Bowl that does not give me diarrhea. <laughs> I'm in it for the experience. I don't want to do it halfway. I don't want to cut corners. I want to do it Trisha Year if if it's five hundred patrons, it's Trisha Yearwood's recipe and we're having Garth Bowls, and that's that. 
my my dream I would be devastated if we hit 500 patrons before you and I could be in the same room to eat a Garth bowl. Yeah, you're right. I hope that doesn't happen, but I hope that we do get to eat Garth bowls together. Um, Garth bowls. That's my Chris Gates is Garth bowls. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, that's it for us. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening. We tip our hats to you and hell. We wish you a fond farewell. Tonight we're hanging with the boys. Yeah, we're going out. We're getting stupid and feeling proud. We're gonna make a lot of noise. Turn the music loud. Hands up for them real ones, them good girls and them bill butts. We're the real ones.